Welcome to the Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. And now, we'll talk UFC. In the red corner, we have Ty. In the blue corner, it's Kaysen. Let's get it on. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Ty and Kaysen, we're back talking UFC on Electric Sports Talk. What's up, Kaysen? We're here. We're back. I'm ready to get these points. You guys ready? Yeah, I mean, Kaysen's pretty confident that he won this last uh, this last set of fights on 258. But we'll I might not get the points for the way that they were won, but I picked the right people. That's, for that's, the most part. Yeah, I mean, that's what he thinks. We'll have to see, though. Uh, anyways, we got a lot to talk about today. As I said, UFC is the topic. We got... Uh, recap of 258 Usman versus Burns. That one was uh, an interesting fight card all around, I guess. And I think me and Kaysen both ultimately left that fight card on the disappointed side, uh, from a fan standpoint, at least. From a fan standpoint, yes. From yeah. a point standpoint, loved it. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we also want to talk a little bit about, you know, again about Conor McGregor and a potential trilogy fight against Dustin Poirier. Uh, John Jones, Stipe Miocic, Nganu, Justin Gaethje, uh, that's all on tap. We also got news about Glover Teixeira. So, you know, we got a lot coming for you guys. Uh, we're also going to talk about Blades and Lewis that's coming up this week. We're going to give you guys our picks for the main card, and hopefully uh, that that card won't get so messed up because there's a couple cancellations on 258 right before, pretty much right before the fight started. Uh, so, yeah. If there is though, we'll we'll pick before, but you know, before it happens, then we can you know, so we don't just make right. stuff up. Yep, like we. If did. I see, I usually see it before Ty for some reason. He's I don't know why, but I I usually see it and I have to notify him and he'll just throw something out there. Yeah, and I'll be so like, it, it depends. It depends on what it is, right? <laughs> it depends right, on how much I'm on Instagram that day. <laughs> so there's lots to get to, but let's start with 258. Let's just start with the prelims. Did anyone on the prelims impress you? Anything jump out to you uh, that you'd like to talk about uh, before we get into the main card? I really liked uh, Belil Muhammad. Mm, that was yeah. a good fight, great fight by him. Uh, you know, he was calling out some uh, pretty big names, I think. Yeah, right after the fight, he called out uh, he loves, uh, Li Jingliang. Yeah. I, I thought that was that interesting. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Do you think that um, would be a good fight to make? Sure. Okay, sure. Let's do it. Kaysen's on for it. I'm okay. all for it. You always ask me this. I'm like, yes. Well, Every you, you want to see almost any fight made, right? Yeah, I don't care what it is. All right. As long cool. as it's going to be good, I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, he did fight very well. I also loved the Anthony Hernandez oh, that was uh, my submission choice. win over Rodolfo Vieira. That was, that was a pretty big fight for Anthony Hernandez. Agreed. I mean... It was a sweet choke, too. Yeah. Smitted a high-level guy when it comes to grappling, so I thought that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I thought most of the undercard was oh. was pretty tame, honestly. Pretty much, but the one one more I did like. I liked those two, and then I liked the Pollyanna Viana. I mentioned her name because I thought it was cool, uh-huh. and uh, she got the win, and I loved it. So yeah, she fought well. I, I actually I started following her on Instagram, and she 
I can't I can't watch her stories anymore. She posts so many, and I can't understand <laughs> any of them. So she's one of those ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but her training looks good, so hopefully she keeps going. Yeah, know? I think that might be a name to watch moving forward. And you plus, know, uh, hopefully you, you we like saying another, that one. So. Yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> hopefully we add another uh, woman fighter to our our list here to watch. You know, we oh, got definitely. like Mackenzie Dern. It's Shevchenko. all these Brazilians, though. Man. I know. Well, except well, Shevchenko. Except yeah, Dern. She's. No, American. Dern's Brazilian. Is she? I, well, she has a Brazilian flag. I okay. think she's born in America, but she fights under the Brazilian, Brazilian. flag. So. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. see? All right, uh, so let's get into this main card. I mean, we had two pretty good fights to start off with that we can kind of go through maybe a little quicker than these next ones. Uh, but Julian Marquez got a third submission win, third round submission win over Coconut Bombs himself. I mean, this was a great <laughs> fight. Uh, really good yeah. fight, actually. Almost just for the names, it was it was a great fight. I think you were more excited for that than the fight. I was definitely excited for that. Uh, also, Ricky Simone gets the decision win over Brian Keller. Uh, this was a late addition to the main card, but it was honestly a pretty decent fight. Uh, lots of striking, lots of grappling, wrestling, like just an all-around type of matchup there with those guys. And he dominated Ricky Simone. That man... Yeah. You know, I I was real. I was I was hoping Keller would get it. I picked him, but Ricky Simone he looked real good. All right, so uh, for the Marquez and Patolo fight, we both had Marquez. Uh, you had second round KO. I had second round sub. We were close. I had a sub. Wrong round. Uh, so we got a point. And just an update on the on the season standings, guys. We are tied. Me and Kason dead even right now. So. I'm hoping to push out in front a little <laughs> bit this week. Well, uh, well, one thing I'd like to be, say about that fight is Julian Marquez. I mean, I, so in between, I think it was the right after the uh, second round ended, his coach, he had some some uh, good words for this dude. He, he was pretty gassed out and stuff, and uh, he just kept telling him to fight. And then he, he also said his... Uh, he said, don't tap, is what he told him. Yep. You I know. mean, what more advice do you want than that, right? Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't tap, your opponent might tap, just like he got there. So, What did you think about uh, Julian Marquez's uh, oh, post-fight God. interview? That, you know, that was interesting, huh? Usually you get call-outs, like I said before, uh, calling out like other fighters, big fighters. Yep. And this man asked for Miley Cyrus's... To Miley Cyrus to be his Valentine. Pretty interesting. And she did answer. Did you see that? Yep. Uh, and then it kind of went sideways after that for <laughs> our, for a friend. That was that was sad. But uh, yeah, I thought that was an interesting call out. When he was building that up, I was like, oh, he's gonna call out someone like big or something. And then he's like, Miley Cyrus. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it was funny. I liked it. You know, some of these people, they're just they're characters. Man. They are. They are, and I, I, I love their sense of humor. It's, mm-hmm. it's quite funny. Well, it's Some crazy. of them are just uh-huh. unreal funny, like this guy. Like, who, who would think you just win a huge fight and you come out and try no, to get I, someone I, to be your? That's Valentine? what I thought, man. And, and like, it's crazy that some of these guys can fight like that for 15, 25 minutes, however long, and then just be characters after that fight. Like, very intense. Especially very him. He was so demanding. gassed. I've never seen yeah. somebody so t- Well, I've seen people tired, but yeah. he was tired. That yeah, dude was he putting was it all tired. out there. And he, and he got a good win. he comes out, and here he is, smiling, happy. I'm sure he would have done that. I think he just wanted to get the win just to say that to Miley Cyrus. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, why not, right? 
You got to do what you got to do to get a Valentine, I guess. <laughs> okay, so before the uh, Ricky Simone and Brian Keller fight started, we both split in our choices, and we both picked opposite guys for decision. I had Simone in the decision, though, so I'm up 3-1 right now in this 258 card. I'm, well, starting, three to, I'm one. starting to inch out. Yeah, yeah. Decision. Wait, how, oh, you got the decision. Three one right now. All right. That's not good. That's not good. So let's talk about Kevin Gaslin and his win over Ian Heinish. Um, that was actually a different Kevin Gaslin than people have seen in the past. Like he wrestled a dominant. Lot. I, I didn't think that he was going to wrestle as much as he did. And he was dominant with yeah, it too. I, it, you know, it was weird. So this other guy said he was just going to out wrestle him, and he's way better wrestler. And I think Kelvin was just like, you know what? I'm gonna come out here and beat you at your own game, and he did. He pretty much in every did. aspect yeah. of fighting. Well, I mean, a lot of people I think were kind of writing off Gaslam because he was on a three a three fight losing streak. He lost to some big names though, right? Like he lost to Izzy, he lost to uh, Darren Till, and I think he lost to Jack Hermanson. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's quite the list of guys to lose to. So to come back and get a win, I think it's it's good confidence booster, and the manner in which he won was really I was say, impressive. If if they don't respect this man after that, even though he had those three losses, but they're huge names. Like, yeah, I if they don't give this guy another another big name, I don't know what they should give him because that performance was great. Yeah, I mean we'll have to see. It's uh, he was pretty emotional after the fight too. He said he felt like he was essentially fighting for his job and. In some ways, he probably was because once you get on a slide, if you get on too big of one, you could be done. So this is true. Yeah. All right. So uh, we both had Gaslam in a first round KO. So we we get a point for that, but the KO is definitely not how that fight went down. I mean, so much more wrestling than I think we both thought there would be. <laughs> I agree. Um, all right. Let's talk about this co-main event. Uh, this fight was hyped up by us, and I think a lot of other people. Is the return of Macy Barber? Obviously, one of the you know hottest prospects in the game when it comes to the women's side, especially. And she just kind of got beat up, honestly. Like she come out and Alexa Grasso, who a lot of people were overlooking, and I was like, I was not even paying attention to. She pretty much, uh, in a lot of ways, dominated this fight, picked up the decision win over Macy Barber. And uh, honestly, I must say I was pretty surprised by it, too. I was a little surprised myself. Uh, I think that Barbara just needs to get a couple more fights under her, get, get back into the groove of things. You know, that's a long I time agree. to get off. You know, be off from fighting and training yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like so, 13, 14 months, something like that. Yeah, so. I mean, I tore my ACL. And just the recovery time, just to be able to fully functional do stuff on it, six months. So yeah, she had to do all that, and then she only had... Well, we have less than seen, a year to mm-hmm. prepare so yeah we haven't seen a lot of good uh comebacks to the octagon so far this year <laughs> uh Nibio comes to my mind after a couple years out, i, was, he, I uh, was a little mad about that one yeah he got knocked out soon so i mean and conor mcgregor has talked about the lack of octagon time and and being in the moment of fighting like for real not just in training camp so some people say that you know conor is just making up excuses and he even said he's like i'm like i have no excuses like i lost but he said the mm. non-octagon time is it's a huge factor and yeah it as is. you can see i think i think, I think we're showing a pattern here and yeah. i think he's right obviously he would know well and honestly i think it plays into the main event a little bit too which we'll get to in a minute um but i i still feel like macy barber does have a strong future moving forward i mean 
I felt like this was a good opponent for her to return to uh, and get some experience under her belt again after the injury. So I think she'll be fine moving forward. But where did this Alexa Grasso come from, man? I mean, there's lots of talk about her now being like the best bo- like boxer, striker in the women's division after that fight. Uh, what did you make of that? You know, I I overlooked her just as you did. I, I had no clue who she even was. I was like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Macy Barber's gonna come back and kill this lady, but no, you know she she did really good, and well, and she's she, actually being talked about a lot. You know lot. what was crazy too is she actually beat Macy Barber in the grappling, mm-hmm. and she beat her in the in the scramble situations when they were wrestling too. So it just seems like this lady was so well prepared to fight Barber, and it paid off in with a big win. I mean, it was a big time win I think for Grasso. So I think so too even though Barbara had been off for that amount of time, she was still somebody people were looking at I'm like she's no, the real we, deal, and, you know. And we definitely were. Oh, so yeah. and you get a win over somebody like Macy Barbara, the people are going to really start talking about you and that's what's happened to her. And yeah. I think she's that was really really good for her. Well, we're getting all these we're getting a lot of women coming in right now. Uh, in all the divisions that are just kind of surprising us, I think. And we got to start paying attention to them more because it's just there's just more names popping up. There is. And, so. and there's actually a, some coming up in this next fight we'll probably talk about a little. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I got so. one in mind. So. Okay, cool. Well, we'll get to that. Um, all right. Uh, you had Barber in a second-round KO. I had Barber in a, dec- in a decision. So I get one point for the decision. Uh, it is currently five to two. I'm feeling pretty good, Case, and I think I got this one in the bag. Um, I'm okay with that. I mean, I got the next point, so it's fine. <laughs> Let's get to this main event: Kamara Usman third round KO win over Gilbert Burns. Now, I wanted to kind of stay with the theme that we were talking about just barely with the lack of octagon time. Uh, I think if this fight was fought back when it was originally scheduled uh, at towards the end of last year. Gilbert Burns would have been walking away as your welterweight champion. I mean, for this fight to get called off and then have, you know, Burns be out of the octagon for so long, I think it had an effect. And it's not necessarily an excuse for him, but I think it played a big factor, man. I mean, because I still think even after this that he was the better fighter going in and he just couldn't get it done. I mean, it was really weird. We start that first round, and it looked like he was going to knock out Usman in the very first round. Yeah, and he he was looking very very good. He was quick. He was you know he was controlling that whole first round. Oh yeah, I mean like without a uh, problem. But I did find it very interesting, uh, and I don't know about you, but I found it very interesting that there we saw a couple of situations where Burns was on the ground on his back, and Usman didn't want to go down with him. Um, what did you make of that? It goes to back to what I was saying about Usman before. I'm pretty sure I've said this, but I cannot stand the dude. He is, I get it, a win's a win, mm-hmm. a win's a payday, but when you sit there and kick somebody in the butt, like literally kick them in the butt while they're laying on the ground, mm. how does that show you're a champion? What does that show for anyone? Well, he definitely didn't want to go on the ground. With yeah, he would have got submitted within oh, yeah. I mean, seconds. Makes sense. I wouldn't want to be on the ground with burn on the ground with Burns either, because the guy's high level jujitsu yeah. uh, with his jujitsu. So there's just no point to go on the ground. But like, I thought it was very strange that Usman didn't look very good in that first round. Uh, what do you think kind of caused that? 
because he got a lot better as the fight went on. But for whatever reason, that first round was just not his round. He got dropped, and I don't I don't know if he if he's ever actually gotten a knocked uh, gotten knocked down in his career. But I, I think this was the first time. And that was crazy. It was. It was. Um, I just think that. Gilbert Burns was a better fighter, and he he showed it in the first round. And uh, Usman said that you know he almost was out with Usman or with Burns punching him, and he's like, "I had to tell myself I'm the champion. I need to turn it on." And blah blah blah. He didn't really, you know. I can't stand the dude. I I don't. He's obviously a champion, but still. Well, there's a lot of people saying after this fight that we need to respect Usman more. Himself, and he's saying that. No, no, I, like I saw other people, you know, like on uh-huh. social media, and, and Cormier was talking a lot about it on the broadcast, and, you know, certain places have talked about it on different shows and everything, but it's just like, my opinion of Usman didn't really change from the last fight we saw of him to this fight. Mine now. got worse. Oh, it got worse. See, like, so, I just, he's. I'm not a big fan of Usman, but I don't not like him. I think it's just the way he fights for me that is really annoying. And, I mean, that's he has a jab, right? Uh-huh. He has a really that's nice it. jab. That's it. And supposedly he's like this amazing wrestler. Which you've never seen. But I've never seen him wrestle, like in a high-level fight. Never. Against Colby, he didn't wrestle. Most of all, he just pushed him up against the cage and stomped on his toes. And Burns, he wouldn't wrestle with Burns. Mm-mm. So, I mean, I understand what we're why people are being like, oh, respect him more and everything. But I just, I just can't, man. I, I feel like Usman is, he's himself. He's trying too hard to earn people's respect when there's guys like Kahib that don't ask for your respect, and you just respect them because you know yeah. how good they are. But uh-huh. I, I don't know. And he mean, doesn't say the the stupid that uh, Usman says. Well, like Kahib, what does he say? You know, he, you know, he talks crap. You know. They all do. Well, but he just tells people that he's going to smash their face. And he I mean, does it. Yeah. But Usman, well, one thing you pointed out to me uh-huh. during the fight is, you know, he does that stupid little bend over thing when the ref's oh. telling him what to do. And yeah. he didn't he didn't uh, touch gloves with, with Burns. And they've been, they were training partners yeah. for what? It, it was years. Yeah, for a long time. I mean, they were former teammates. I just thought it was weird that... After the fight, he's like, oh, everyone's disrespecting me and stuff. And, like, during that whole fight, he was very disrespectful towards Burns. Yeah. And I'm just, I just thought it was very strange that he he feels offended that no one respects him and that, then that he's people don't view him as a champion. Yeah. But it's like your actions kind of speak for itself, dude. And that's yeah. why people don't like, like you. Bef- so, like the no, no touching the gloves of your former teammate for years. That's and weird. he, but when they were walking around, you know, they announced them and they walk out and they're in the octagon. Mm-hmm. He's like getting up in his face and stuff. It's like, what that are was you strange. doing? That was yeah. dumb, dude. And his comments after the fight when he's like, I'm varsity. I'm like, what is that? Like, who cares? Yeah. You're, you're a UFC champion. You're not a high school wrestler. You know? Exactly. So, I mean, I understand that Usman is, is a good fighter and he's got good cardio. He's got a really strong jab. Supposedly he can wrestle, but I've never seen it. And he is the champion at welterweight. Uh, so I guess we have to now turn to the question. I mean, who's next? Where is, where's the challenge coming from? Well, he beat, he quote unquote beat Mazdaval. Uh, then he beat Covington and he did. He, he did he, beat Covington. He knocked out Covington. That was a close fight though. Yeah. I think he was losing when he had that knockout. 
He beat Burns. I mean, we were kind of talking about this uh, off air after the fight. It seems like the closest guy, at least in the rankings, next to Usman is Wonderboy Thompson. And I don't think that Wonderboy is ready for that fight personally. So I don't either. What are we going to do with this welterweight division, man? So I, mean, I don't think Wonderboy is ready. You know, maybe, maybe he'll get there, but I don't know. But one thing after the fight is I, I don't know if I've ever seen this or whatever, but Usman called out Mosvidal and said, I want you, you know, I beat you, but you yep. had a built-in excuse, blah, blah, blah. So, in a sense, I think that Usman just handed Mosvidal the belt. He said, here, have a full training camp and take my belt from me. Do you think Mosvidal can beat him in a full training camp? I think so. Did you see him when they first fought? Ever throw like he threw a jab, he threw those jabs to Mosvidal. Did you see him fight like he did against Burns against Mosvidal? No, he was up against the fence. He was well, trying not to do anything. You know, he you can't beat. So this he's is, gonna this have is to have thing. a serious game plan. So the new rankings come out for welterweight. Not not a lot changed except Gilbert Burns went to two. Colby Covington went to one. Uh, and I thought that it was going to be Colby and Mosvidal in the next fight for both of them, and that's not getting done. And now it sounds like Usman and Mosvidal is going to happen uh, based on what they're both saying and I think what a lot of people actually want to see. And I understand that. But, like, why is Colby Covington, who is the number one contender, who has had big fights and big wins in his fights since losing to Kamar Usman, uh, it, well, sorry, in his one fight to Woodley, like, why is Covington now kind of the odd man out in this situation wouldn't it make more sense? At least this is just my thinking here. Wouldn't it make more sense to have Mazaval fight Covington and then the winner fights for the belt? Like, Usman's beat both of them already. Yeah. It makes sense if we see them fight each other and then we see the winner get Usman. But That makes the most sense, but here's the only thing that throws a kink into your uh-huh. uh, plan there. I, I think it's a great plan. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> you know, for the one, one time in my life, I, I like your plan. No, nobody's wow, getting kicked once, out. Huh? It's great. But uh, <laughs> the only thing that throws a loop is you got the champion calling out somebody. I don't I don't think usually, they, you know, they don't really pick who they, they want to fight that's next. That's so weird, too. Like, I, I agree. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen it. But especially, usually, especially usually they bring someone, someone. He's already beat Mazdaval, too. Why, yeah. do you, why, why do you call him out again? Like, well, he, he, know, think, he thinks that... He had a built-in excuse is the only thing. Don't matter. Fight's a fight. And I mean, it, he it lost a, either way. It was a terrible fight, but, you know. Yeah. Okay, so. I think the I think it'll be different. If if we're going to see Mazaval and Usman next, I mean, we still got Leon Edwards that's without a fight and hasn't fought he, in a long time. He doesn't time. deserve a fight. He's driving me nuts lately. Have you Leon? seen? Yes. Oh, he, why? Every, so this man, he, he was going to lose to Chimaya. If I, I probably would have put put money on that one but uh <laughs> okay so after that got canceled again and then they just kind of went away from it and let chamayev get his uh get recovered and whatnot um he has been calling out every single person he's ever seen and dude he has in the whole welterweight he division fought forever though but he's calling him out he's calling he's calling colby 
you know, I'm not gonna say what he what he's been saying, but you know, he's calling out Colby, he's calling out Mosbell, he's calling out everybody. It's like, dude, who are you? Well, he, maybe if you fight more, he needs a fight. That's the problem. Like it, it's kind of like Chimaev keeps getting called off. It got yeah. called off again. It's the third time we've seen it called off. And here's the thing: I think he would have lost Chimaev. Uh, okay, I agree. But Leon Edwards has been a highly ranked, highly regarded fighter for a long time, and he's on a nice win streak. And he's not getting a fight, and everyone around him is getting a fight. I mean, we've seen Wonder Boy, we've seen Kiesa get a fight, Covington, Burns, uh, Mazavol. Like everyone's getting a fight, but him. So he needs maybe give Covington to Edwards to Covington. Maybe I mean Covington. I I did see this though with the Chimaev fight being called off. Edwards needs someone else because I don't think that Chimaev fight's going to happen. I don't know what's going on with Chimaev uh, with his whole lung situation, yep. and I hope that it gets better for him. But I don't think that fight's going to happen anytime soon. So I don't either. The UFC needs to figure out something for Edwards because he's a he's number three in the rankings right now. He hasn't fought since 2019 in the summer of 19. Dude needs a fight. He does. And he does. whether it's Covington or Burns or Wonderboy, I don't care. I just want to see him fight. Well, I did see, uh, you know, Burns would be a good one. Maybe. You know, he's coming I, off a title. It could be. Almost. Could be. But uh, Covington, he did say that he wouldn't fight Edwards. He just doesn't think he's worth it or something. I, he, he was just completely well, just who would brushing Colby? him off. But that's Colby's personality is very abrasive. So who's Colby going to fight at this point? You know, who does, know. Who does he even want to fight? Well, obviously he's probably going to want to fight for the belt again. Sure, but I think but, he's I think he is getting odd manned out on that one. I think so too. I think that he is he's not the money maker guy like Mazdaval is. Like Mazdaval is the bigger price tag. Yeah, I think so. The UFC is probably going to want to make and that I fight first. And I think he could beat Usman. So <laughs> I think they can both beat Usman. I think Burns could beat Usman. Honestly, I I don't. <laughs> It's funny to say, but I, I don't think Usman is that good. I mean, I, I just don't. So, And maybe if he goes in and fights Mazdaval and Mazdaval just and he does knock out Mazdaval, okay, I'll, I can kind of rethink myself here. But, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just still not impressed with Usman because everyone hypes him up so much, but I don't see what all the hype is. Agreed. He jabs, and it's like, okay, that's great. What else does he do? Oh, nothing. He jabs. Okay. He's a great wrestler, dude. I've never, never seen, seen him, but wrestle. he is, dude. Never. Okay. I don't know. Him and Covington, man, they're both like former high-level wrestlers and everything, and they both got crazy cardio. They never wrestled in that fight. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see where it goes. But if it was up to you, what fight would you make next for the champion? You know, I'd probably put Masvidal in there just because he called him out. I mean. And you want to see Masvidal on a full Camp. Full camp, full mm-hmm. ready, full, and they don't like each other very much. And you know that that kind of what that's kind of something that sparks it too. I I love that when when they first uh, fought, uh, they they met each other in the hallway by the elevator, but they didn't see each other. They didn't know because they had masks on, and whatnot. But then they didn't realize that that uh, they were standing right next to each other. And they asked Masvidal, they're like, did you know you, you guys walked within two feet of each other? And he's like, oh, no, I would have really liked to ask him how he was and all this stuff. Just ready to get in his face. I, I just, I, I like the, the, you know, intensity between them two. I mean, sometimes a fight is made outside the octagon just as much as it is inside. So, yeah, I mean, 
I do want to see it too. I just don't know what I just don't know what the fight is. Um, I do think though, as as we kind of sit here and look at the rankings a little more, what do you think about Kiesa and Leon Edwards? I mean, Kiesa's on the rise. Leon Edwards needs a fight. They That'd both be a are good one. They're both kind of like grappling, wrestling type of guys. That that might be the fight to make. I, I mean, I think it'd be a pretty good fight. And Kiesa, I think he's kind of proven himself lately. I I've liked what I've seen from him. So. I feel like there's a lot of options on the table. But I just, There's a ton I, of yeah, options. but I'm not sure where where it'll go. It's gonna be pretty interesting. All right, um, we got to move on from the welterweight division. I think uh, I think what you're saying though, Usman and Mazval, it's probably pretty likely, man. Sounds so like it to me. Maybe if it's if it's not like uh, the best idea as far as like who should probably be, it's it's the best fight for the money. I think so. For sure. I mean, obviously, people love Masvidal. As do I. I. I think he's a great fighter, but he might get it done. You never know. Maybe they. I think he could. Maybe yeah. they know a little more than we do, and I mean, think he's gonna do something about it. I thought that Usman would lose his belt in his next fight, like I predicted, and that didn't come true. But yeah, I, I still think Usman's on the. He's on the short list for guys that are at risk of losing their belt because, out of a lot of divisions, there's a lot of challengers here too. I mean. Think so, about it. You got you got Covington. You got yeah. Edwards, Mazdaval, Wonder Boy, Kiesa. Uh, mm, after you know, that, it gets a little more shaky. Burns, but you know, you got Burns too. He they, they, he has a chance. I mean, obviously, sure. I'm not going to give him another right. fight right away. But still, he, he he's just got to cycle yeah. back through now. So like know. he he's only second. You know, he's going to get a fight or two and be back. I you agree. Know. Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. All right, so we got some more news here to get to uh, before we jump into the. Uh, Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis fight card. We'll preview that, make our picks. Uh, oh, but anyways, uh, our our scores ended for the week five to three for me. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so know, I'm not too far behind. I take the two point lead in the season standings. Feel pretty good about that. Um, <laughs> we'll see if you can get back in this next week, Kason. We'll, we'll hope at least. All Hopefully. Right, so let's get to this though, Kason. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Dana White confirming that. John Jones, definitely for sure now. Uh, we kind of knew this though, but yeah. it's been confirmed by the head man himself that John Jones is going to uh, fight the winner of Miocic and Ngannou for the heavyweight title. Uh, I think we've talked about this, but I mean, it is confirmed. So, has do you have anything else to say about this that we haven't already said? No, not not really. I mean. It's kind of a surprise. Like I get, it's John Jones, but we'll see what he can do. All right, let's just see what he can do first. I'm not gonna say anything. Let's just. Well, I mean, we got to get this Miocic and Ganu fight out of the way first, which so. I'd like to watch first anyway. So yeah, and we got a while. I, I don't. I, you know, yeah. John Jones has kind of been out for a second. I've, I, you know, I'm okay leaving him out just for a minute. I got some other fighters I want to see first. Yeah, I mean that's true. So, I, I, and honestly, I don't even know if we see this fight till. October, I was September, say late, late in the year. I mean, yeah, it might not happen for a while. So, what? Uh, it, it does kind of depend uh, on how that fight plays out. Like, if one guy goes in and knocks out the other guy real quick, we could see it maybe midsummer or something. But if Miocic wins, we won't see it for a while because he takes long breaks. So, yeah, and he always has. So, all right, uh, Glover Teixeira has been confirmed as the backup fighter for the uh, Israel Adesanya Jan Blahovich fight. Uh, which will be on the same card, two, no, uh, on 259, sorry, because Nganu and Miocic is on 260. 
but what do you think about Glover Teixeira being the backup fighter? I mean, it's unlikely that he gets utilized in this scenario. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's still like it pretty much says that Glover Teixeira is your next man up, right? I agree. That's you know, I, mean, I don't know if they're hinting it, but they're saying he's good enough to be in that fight. Here's Which, the thing: a, a lot of people said that. Izzy coming up is unfair to Teixeira, and Teixeira should have this fight. Do you think there's some weight to that? Yeah, sure. You've worked your way up into your weight class, you know, and you're the next man up, but they're obviously going to cater to champions more than they are to... Well, and and a big name like Izzy, too. I mean, yeah, he's going to take a lot of precedence, of course. Here's the thing. If Jan drops out... Uh Uh-huh. I think Izzy will have two belts. If Jan drops out? No, well, it wouldn't be a title fight at that point. Wouldn't it? Well, I guess not. No, no. But still. So if Izzy drops out, is it still a title fight? Or nothing? If Izzy drops out? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely would be, because this fight is for the the light heavyweight belt. So if Izzy loses, then he still maintains his His middleweight belt. Yeah. And Jan gets the win. But if Izzy dropped out... And then Teixeira stepped in, and he won. You got a new light heavyweight champion. So, I mean, this got me thinking, uh, just to kind of go into this a little more, if, like looking ahead, if Izzy won this fight against Jan, which I personally think right now is is likely, but not very likely. Like, I'm giving it like a 40-60 at this point that Uh Jan probably maintains. If Teixeira was the next guy up, and Izzy wins, he's got two belts to defend, and he's got guys like Teixeira to fight with at this light heavyweight. Dude, that's crazy. Like, it just kind of dawned on me that this light heavyweight class is so different for Izzy, and I just, I kind of wonder what he's doing because I feel like he's not ready, but I might be wrong. I don't know if he's ready for Jan is the only thing. This light heavyweight class is it's such a big step, I feel like. I, it's it's crazy. Just one weight up, they're so much bigger and stronger. Like I, I think it's crazy. Can you just imagine uh, Izzy fighting Yuri Prohatska? No. I, I just think this is crazy. And I get it. I think he could move up and win because he has the, a lot of good tools, and he doesn't wrestle very much, and he has decent takedown. Uh, well, he has really good takedown defense, actually. But, like... I just don't know about the power element that he has going up against these guys. It, it's going to be hard, I think, for him, but ugh, I don't know. We're going to find out with the Jan fight. So <laughs> I'm excited. That, that's oh, one. No, me too. Just to see if he's really got it or if he just needs to stay down where he's at. But uh, I think Jan's going to prevail. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about that. The as Polish we... power, man. Man, I love the Polish power. Me I mean, too. Really? Oh, I did see a thing today on him. Yeah. He, today was his last day sparring in in on Polish soil. I think he's ready. He looks good too. He does I mean, look good. So he he's headed to Vegas as we speak. Honestly, I'm excited. It's either tomorrow or right now. That card's gonna be crazy. Oh jeez, I can't wait. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already looking forward to it. Looking forward to all. So the last thing before we go to break, we mentioned this last week, I think, but uh, Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute was a fight that we, uh, like a sub-fight for Anthony Smith uh, because Johnny Walker withdrew. Anyways, that fight has been moved back all the way to April 24th, pretty much a whole month. 
which I assume is because Anthony Smith was kind of stepping in on short notice and they were just like, yeah, let's move it back because it makes sense. Give him a little more time. Uh, you think that's a pretty good move though, right? I think so. Just, cool. you know, just to give him a little extra time, that's it's only fair. Yeah, I mean, Crute uh, was prepared for Walker, so I'm sure kind of reassessing some things that he did to prepare for Smith. Different little game plan who's, too. Smith is a different type of fighter than Walker, yeah. so... Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a benefit for both of them, most likely. So I'm excited. I, I like Smith, and I like Jimmy Cruz. I think so. that's going to be a really intriguing fight, man. I mean, I'm really interested to see some of these fights coming up, but that one... I mean, I was excited to see Jimmy Walker, uh, Johnny Walker and Jimmy Crew, mm-hmm. but this fight is equally as interesting, so... I agree. All right, man, uh, anything to say before we go to break? One thing I did see, uh-huh. I don't know if you saw it, but... Uh, I saw Jose Aldo and uh, Cody Garbrandt tweeting to each other. Mm, really? And Garbrandt wants Aldo. And Aldo said, we both want this. Come on, UFC, let's make it happen. Dana, let's go. So, really? Yep. Cody Garbrandt and Jose Aldo. Uh, okay. I mean, I could see that. They're both right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, does that... Well, you got so many contenders in that Bantamweight man. I mean... Sterling, Sanhagen, and Fawn are probably all in front of those guys right now as it stands. I think that'd be a good fight, though. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a great fight as well. All right, I want to see it. Let's make it Me happen. Me too. Like, let's, hopefully they, you all right, know. So, so that's Usually one. when fighters are all for it, uh-huh. the UFC's like, oh, well, okay. That's one to watch for is what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Hopefully all right. it happens. You know, I'll, I'll keep my eyes out. Okay. Keep you updated. But that that's what they're tweeting to each other. If the fighters say it. Usually they push pretty hard for what they want. Hey, so. man, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it, that's for sure. No, me neither. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to preview the Blades Lewis fight card, give you guys our picks, some predictions, and then we got some news, more news, you know, continuing to talk about this light weight division, uh, Kahib, Dana White talking about Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, and then uh, Justin Gaethje calling out Oliveira. So we'll get it, we'll get all into that, and uh, we'll be right back. Still in search of that elusive first UFC title shot, but irrefutably one of the best heavyweights in the world, Curtis Razor Blades. Hell of an athlete, a big, strong, heavy guy. Perhaps the best of the next generation. I'm the most dangerous heavyweight in every situation imaginable. He's going to pressure you. He's going to get into your face, and he's going to take you down. And when he gets up top, he is vicious, he is cruel. He punishes his opponent. Oh, oh, that's it! That's it! Curtis Razor Blades! That is crazy. And because he wrestles so well, now you have to worry about his striking. Oh! One, two, one, two. Santos is wobbled. Santos is hurt. Curtis Blades it. This kid is getting better every time he steps in the octagon. I've won four in a row, and after I beat Derek Lewis, I'll have the respect I deserve. You beat the guy that makes the most noise, now you got the noise behind you. I want that title shot. You know I'm next. I've shown I got the wrestling. I showed you I got the hands. I don't know what else I got to do. I'm next. It's my turn. It's my turn. What makes me dangerous is the power that I have in my hand and my will to win. I don't care who's my opponent. I believe I have the tools to put away any man. It's plain and simple. He is in there to knock your head off. Oh! There it is! I'm coming in one of the best shakes of my career. A lot quicker, more agile. Oh! Big right! 
Olenek is down. Oh, that's it. The Black Beast does it again. He is alone at the top of the mountain. Most UFC knockouts for a heavyweight. It's my time now to really prove to these guys that it's not going to be easy whenever they see my name on that paper. The Black Beast yet again. I respect the power that Derek Lewis possesses. I understand on the feet he's a legitimate threat, but I'm not just a grappler. I've got heavy hands as well. Oh, Curtis backed him. Curtis Blades by TKO. This fight right here is going to be very violent, very bloody. I feel like I could break Curtis by the third round, and that's what's going to happen. Derek Lewis only has one after victory. He has to keep me on the feet, and that's one of the things I don't plan on letting happen. It's going to be a very intense battle. We both want the title shot right after this, and I believe that I can get the job done. All right, guys, welcome back. Nice to have you along. <laughs> Wake up, Casey, and we're back. Um, <laughs> it's good to have you guys back. We are talking UFC. We're going to get into the Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis card. Uh, but before we get to that, just want to remind you guys, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Go ahead and give us a follow and uh, like our posts and let us know what you guys think. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to get involved, ask us questions, anything like that, go ahead and email us. The email is electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll get into this fight card. It's Fight Night Blades versus Lewis this uh, Saturday night, February 20th. It's on ESPN Plus, I believe. So, well, or at least ESPN. I mean, it could be on any of them. We don't know. <laughs> it's on the family of the ESPN networks. How about that? Uh, that all works, right. That works. So, what intrigues you, if anything, on the undercard, Kaysen? I mean, there's a lot of fights on this undercard. Uh, I thought we'd see a couple more main card fights, but we got a lot of potential uh, matchups on these prelims. There's and, a lot uh, of prelim fights. Yeah. I mean, where what intrigues you, if any? As everybody knows, I love Sugar Sean. <laughs> so I, Eddie Wineland, he, he had a pretty good knockout on Eddie Wineland. Uh, I, I would like to see what Eddie Wineland can do. You know, obviously I wasn't cheering for him against uh, Sugar Sean, but uh, right. You know, I, I would like to see what he can actually do instead of getting KO'd. But he's pretty famous for that KO. So I, I think he needs a win, though, man. I, he does. He does. Definitely does. I'm excited for that one. Um, I'm looking at the Jared Gordon and Danny Chavez fight Go. at the featherweight, uh, the co-main on the prelims, essentially. I think that one will be pretty good. Uh, I like watching, like we say many times, I like watching the featherweights uh, and the lightweights, so I like seeing those weight classes fight. And we actually have quite a few featherweights on this card. Uh, so you know, four in total on the prelims. Then I believe we have one up on the main card, too. So we're going to get a full dose of some featherweights. And uh, like I think we say with a lot of, of weight divisions, uh, we're always looking for the next one, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm, I'm also excited for the, uh, I guess, prelim main card is what it, the, the, you know, the main event. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know how to say his name, Andre Arlovsky and Tom Espinal. You know, it, it, Arlovsky is... 30 and 19 and yes espinal is nine and two yeah so i, and, I would uh, like to see the you know what, espinal, what happens dude, espinal is coming off a big win well not a big win just like a big yeah. ko at least yeah yeah 
And he's a rising guy in this heavyweight division. So if he can get past a guy like Orlovsky, who's a veteran and almost has, well, this will be his 50th professional fight. I mean, that'll be pretty impressive. Uh, as I look down the card a little further, uh, we see this Shannon Dobson and Casey O'Neill. I believe that's the only women's fight on the undercard. So that'll be one worth watching. This Casey O'Neill, she is 5-0 and so far. So we yeah. have an undefeated fighter and... I, I'm always intrigued watching the undefeated fighters because they are fighting for their undefeated record. And uh, if you, you can keep that intact moving forward, you could be dangerous. So This is the fight I was actually talking about, the women's fight, you know, that I was going to point out earlier. Shanna Dobson, she uh, she was picked as a huge underdog in, one, in, in a pretty big fight against, I can't remember who it was, but mm-hmm. uh, she come out and she won and... It was huge, huge, huge fight, and nobody, you know, she's four and four. Nobody's like, they're just like, oh, it's just another woman's fighter, blah blah blah, and all the big names are just like, hmm. it's just, you know, she's just somebody to fight. But I think she can fight. I'm excited to watch her. Why not taking yeah. on the undefeated fighter? She probably will be the underdog when you look at the records, at least. Go out and uh, see what we see she, what we can she get. She loves here. the underdog when she beat when I don't I don't know who it was. I can't remember. I, I saw this. I don't know when, but uh, you know she knew she was the underdog. When she won, she she got up in the cameras in the camera and was like, oh, "I love being underdog" or something about the underdog. She, so hopefully she loves it again and does it again. <laughs> yeah, why not? All right, uh, that's all I got for the prelims. I mean, I, there's a lot of them that we could talk about, but those are the ones that I'm gonna be most intrigued with. Uh, when there's so many prelims like this, it does kind of get hard to really analyze all of them because there are so many so you know let us know what you guys are interested in watching we'll try our best to follow along with you guys and see what we can come up with uh but let's get into this main card case i mean there's some pretty interesting fights on this card yes there is obviously the main event is the big one that everyone will be watching uh but there are intriguing matchups here as we go down the line a little bit this is a true fight night card though i feel like they're there are some guys that you might not be very familiar with, and there are some fights that aren't, you know, playing into rankings or title picture at all, except probably the main event. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about these ones, Casey. I mean, uh, our first fight is Nazardine Imova uh, versus Phil Hawes, and you know, I don't know a ton about either of these fighters. Uh, I know that you were saying this Imova guy is on a six-fight win streak, uh-huh. and he looks pretty good. <clears throat> Um, can you fill us in on anything about this Phil Hawes guy, though? So, actually, both of the fighters have only fought once mm. in the UFC. So, all these other wins, win streaks have come from, you know, I saw Emova. He was, you know, Bellator and some other different mm, okay. fight, you all know. Right. Other ones I didn't even, you know, I'm sure I've heard of, but I didn't, right. I've never followed or anything closely, so. Lower promotion? Yeah. And same with, same with Phil Hawes, you know, he, that's... He's fought once. He's won in the UFC. Both of them won their only fight in the UFC, and they they've won in lower promotions as well. But so uh, this is two new guys. Essentially. Two new, pr- pretty, pretty, new, pretty guys. new guys. So they actually had both of them were actually scheduled to fight each other back in January, and uh, oh, yeah, okay, it was canceled. So they're doing it again now. Right, I remember that. Yeah. But it was about a whole month between their two fights. Is what it. It was, you know, it was supposed to be on the 16th or something. Now it's on the 20th of February. So 
All right, Kason. So who are you picking in this one? I mean, <clears throat> not a ton of information to go off no. of as far as UFC fights, but we can see they're both nine and two. Obviously, some potential up and comers in this yep. middleweight class. I mean, where are you thinking? As you know, when I was looking at their records and stuff, I I don't know the lower promotions or who any of the other guys are. <laughs> but uh, so I'm gonna go with Imovov in the decision. You know, I, I you know he has. Good subs and whatnot, but I'm gonna go with the decision. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's it's hard it's hard to judge new guys. Yeah, I agree. Well that's exactly what I'm picking too, so uh get no argument from me on this one. Perfect. Cool, I like it. Okay, uh we switch to a very different type of fight now. We have uh Alexio Linick, big time veteran. I mean, this is gonna be his seventy fifth professional fight. That's a lot of fights, uh, that's man. That's a huge number. Uh, he's taking on Chris Dacus. This will be his 14th professional fight. This is a heavyweight matchup. I mean, Olenek is known for his crazy submissions, and he does some pretty uh, he does some submissions that not a lot of other guys can pull off. They call him the boa constrictor, and it's pretty pretty easy to know why. Man, he's a he submission is machine. 43 years old, also, if you didn't know that. Yeah, that he's is been around. you know that. Not saying that it's old, but it's for fighting. That's Forty-three. You, know, you yeah. start aging, and that—I mean, you start aging earlier than that. But mm. that's pretty old for a fighter. Yeah, but he's still doing pretty good. Uh, I, I believe we watched him before. Yeah, we've he watched won. him a couple times. Yeah, he's pretty impressive. Honestly, he is. I I agree. He's got some good skills. Uh, once the fight hits the hits the mat, I wouldn't want to be there because he's just going to be all over you, and he's going to submit you yep. if if you give him the chance. Uh, Speaking of submitting, uh huh, I'm gonna pick him. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to go for third round sub. All right. So you're going for like a sweaty sub though, man. Oh, yeah. All right. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to give the new, the, the darkest, I'm going to give him, you know, a couple rounds. He's mm. going to come out and do his best, but he's going to get on the ground on third round and he's going to lose. All right. So I'm going to go second round sub here. Uh, I feel like Olenek has a better chance to get him out of there sooner. Uh, so you here, always run the risk with a guy like Olenek of losing decision fights, you know, because yeah. you're not as productive on the feet and everything. Gotcha. So I think he's got to get it done earlier. Here's the thing. Me and you have got the second and third round covered. He's going to come out within like 30 seconds and just rear naked choke him. He's going to go out there and knock him out in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be kind of an interesting fight. I, I don't know if it'll be a great fight, but it'll be interesting. It'll be good. It'll I be mean, good. This is a fight night card for sure. Okay, we got Derek Miner and Charles Rosa in our next fight. This is another featherweight fight. Like I just said, tons of featherweight fights on this card. Uh, this one for me is very easy, though. Miner is a submission machine, and I'm taking him in a first-round sub. I mean, I think it'll it'll get done pretty quickly in this one. I, I completely agree with you there. I, I'm going to choose the same thing, Miner first-round sub. I think he's got it <laughs> pretty early on yeah. to say. yeah. Know? I, th- I think that's pretty fair. Uh, okay, our co-main event. It's uh, Caitlin Vieta and... Now, help me with this name again, Kaysen. I you think know, you were pretty close. You know, I don't even know if I... Oh, I had it, and I was pretty close, I'm pretty sure. But I'll try it again, though, for you. I don't I don't know if I remember. It's Yana uh, Kinitskaka. I don't know. <laughs> I said it way better before. I don't know. I just had a complete blank. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it's Yana Kinitska. I think we're fairly close with this one. Uh, it's always hard to know these names. Kanitska, this, yeah. This I don't is know. where we need these. We need a producer that can tell us these things in our ears while we're talking. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but this this fight's gonna be actually 
more intriguing than our other uh, main card fights so far, I think at least. And uh, this fight will probably be pretty good also. I mean, these are pretty two high-level ladies fighting, obviously. You don't just get on the co-main for no reason. So, uh, yeah, I think this fight's going to be really... Really close, honestly. So but they're they're ranked actually six and seven in the bantamweight. Yeah, women's, I mean, so this is gonna be a tight fight. I think so too. So uh, with that being said, though, I gotta go with Vieta in a second round sub. I don't know if this is a great decision. I got three subs on the card so far, but you're, you're picking like I was last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, I'm swinging for the fences, man, and it backfired on you. So hopefully it doesn't on me. But well, that's hopefully what I got. it does on you. I, I'm gonna pick Vieira with decision. You know, I'm gonna play it safe again. You know, yeah, I, I went I went for the fences. I didn't do good, so I'm gonna stay <laughs> safe this time. Yeah, that's okay with me. Uh, yeah, but I think this fight, in a lot of ways, this fight might intrigue me more than the main event, which. We'll see, but uh, we'll see. this one has some potential, I think. I, I agree. I think it's going to be a great co-main. Okay, let's get into this Curtis Blades, Derek Lewis main event. Obviously, Blades is on the up and up. I mean, a lot of people think that he's pretty much getting screwed over by John Jones for uh, you know getting the next title fight. Some people think it should be Blades. I think it's hard to make a case for Blades in some ways just because of his style. It just kind of, you know, it's, it's not as intriguing to watch. And uh, Derek Lewis is obviously a guy that's been around for a long time. He's got a ton of funny moments where you know that he can knock people out like like that. Like, you're yep. just gone. You're just uh, dead. Lots of power in this fight in different ways, but lots of power. Yep. I mean, what do you think is going to happen on this fight? Is it going to go to the ground? Is it going to stay on the feet? I mean, what are we looking at in this fight, Kaysen? So early on... You know, Derek Lewis, he's he's a big they're both big fellas. Both big fellas. I oh, yeah. I think Blades is a little better in shape. Probably. And I, yeah. I believe I saw uh I wanna say it was Derek Lewis, but it was an inter- interview or something. They're like, What's your next fight for you? You want a title shot and blah blah blah. And they were like, Well, if I was even serious about this, I'd be in a little more shape and not as fast. So, you know, he he's a little out of shape. So I, I'm going to go with uh, Derek Lewis in a second-round KO. Mm. He's going to KO early if it's going to happen. If not, yeah. he's going to get either submitted or just completely ground-and-pounded w- while Blades is on top just wrestling him and stuff. Yeah, so. that's what I think, too. I mean, essentially, I don't think this fight will go to a decision. I'd be no. really surprised if it does. That's two big fellas. The, the conditioning I just don't think is going to be there for Lewis, so I think he'll have to go for an early finish, which makes sense. I mean... And he's pretty good at it, you know. He oh, he's do it. got some power. Uh, and if it doesn't, if it does go to a decision, I think that fourth and fifth round might be kind of. It might be ugly. Blades just on top. It, yeah, it's Blades will be, just wrestle him. It'll be annoying, honestly. I mean, this fight, it's either going to go wrestling or it's going to be stand up. And Blades come out and said, I saw today that he doesn't want to have a stand up fight because he. Essentially, I felt like he said he he thinks he'll lose in a stand up fight. So yeah, he well he said. You know, his win bonus is 100K, and he's going to go for the win. Obviously, anybody's going to go for the win. And obviously, he's a better wrestler, so he's going to wrestle. But he, he was like, I'm not going to stand and trade with this man. I'm just going to wrestle him and, and win and get my bonus and blah, blah, feed my family. You know, they act like it's life or death. These guys aren't – they're they're not hurting for money. They make plenty of money, you I know. A uh, hundred grand's nice to have for sure. But If yeah, I got a hundred grand in one night <sighs> – I don't know what I do. He's making good money just yeah. being in the main event. So yeah, exactly. Well, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Case. And I, I this fight's gonna be like the 
Blades versus Volkov fight, maybe. You know, where Volkov was a striker. He's got good power. And Blades pretty much wrestled him and didn't let him move. And it was kind of boring to watch, but Blades won that fight. I mean, do you think that's the approach that Blades is going to take in this fight? 100%. He's going to try to wrestle right off the bat. Yeah. And he can do it. He has a little more conditioning than Derek Lewis. But, you know, he's got to get close enough to to Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is a big dude. Like, I'm sure if uh, Blades shoots on Lewis... You don't want Lewis sprawling and falling on top of you. That's just not uh-uh. something you want. Well, and that that could be another big factor. I mean, does Lewis has he worked on his wrestling game in this fight? He'd have to. Is his takedown defense for sure? I mean, yeah, you know what Blades is going to want to do. Exactly, hundred so. percent. He'll tell you. He'll be like, "I'm going to wrestle you." Yeah, I mean, there's no other option for this guy. It is kind of boring to watch, but that is an aspect of being a mixed martial artist. So, you know. and Blades can he can fight like on the feet. I just don't think he's as good as it. Yeah, uh, good at it. So it, his his whole game is going to be on the ground, I think, and that's I, where this fight needs to go for him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to take Lewis in a second round KO as well. So you got both of us in second round KOs with Lewis. Uh, do you think that's likely, or is that just what you want to happen? I think it's likely. He's he can do it, and I I think he can do it against Blades, even though Blades is you know on a pretty good roll. But he uh, is. He is. Yeah. You know, true. this goes with like I don't know if I've ever said it, but like the lightweight, like Oliveira on the ground. You were saying stuff like. Oh, would Oliveira be good against Connor or, you know, something? Because Oliveira's obviously good on the ground, and Connor's obviously a standing, punchy in the face kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this this kind of goes with that. You know, I like I kind of like to see these matchups, and I, I like to see how it goes. Obviously, not a huge fan of, like, the way Curtis Blades does it. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's different from somebody smaller that can submit and blah whatnot but yeah you know, Blades, he just gets I mean, on top Blades and lays is there. a straight up hopefully we get a he good does it is wrestling ref so. and is like if you're not gonna do anything you're just gonna lay there stand up it depends i mean some, some guys will let him go with it and you know be on the ground and kind of be inactive and other guys are very like no i want to see activity i mean yeah if you're not if you're it, just gonna yeah. lay there and punch him every like 20 <laughs> seconds no yeah i mean punch we'll, we'll have to see this this fight i think it has an interesting dynamic to it because it's yep. it's very different styles, completely opposites, and both styles can be very dangerous to the other guy if yep. they don't, you know, take advantage early of their own style. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll ha- see how it goes. Just a quick recap: me and Kaysen both have Lewis in a second round KO. Kaysen uh, has Vieta in a decision. I have Vieta in a second round sub. We both have Minor in a first round sub. Uh, we both have Olenek. I have him second round sub. Kaysen has him third round sub. And we both have Imova in a decision. Got a lot of the same picks today, Kaysen. I mean, we've picked every fighter the same. Few different styles of outcome, but uh, points could be tight this time around. Points both could of us. be a little tighter. You know, I, I think we we both did a little more research on this one on some of them. A know. little. Just a little. But I mean, I, you know... I'm pulling out a lot of subs, dude. I don't you know. are. I don't, I don't know what you're doing there. You know, it's like all my KOs. Sometimes they work, sometimes not, but we'll see. All right. We'll see. All right, guys, let us know what you guys have predicted, and uh, let us know uh, what you guys think of the fights after they happen. Once again, email us 
electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Okay, Kaysen, so you were just talking about uh, Oliveira and, and Connor and yeah. you know some guys in the lightweight division, so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll kind of transition know, we can't, we can't, over. We can't go away from the lightweight. We Even cannot, though there's not a, no. not a huge fight, we, we can't, can't go talk away about it. the lightweight. Or we can't go through a show without talking about the lightweights. Uh, so it's probably one of our favorite division, our, our favorite weight classes. Well, I think it's almost everyone's favorite weight yeah. class. It seems to gain the most attention uh, all the time. So let's get to some news about the lightweight division. Now, Nate Diaz is supposedly coming back very soon. We're still waiting for an announcement there. Uh, but supposedly it's going to be at a lightweight. So that's what we'll they said. See. But then he said he's done with lightweight. Who knows? You know, you never hey. know what these. This sport. It is. Oh, and, and I also heard he wants to be called Nathan now, not Nate. So keep that in mind moving forward. Not a huge fan of that one. It's Nathan Diaz. So, yeah, I mean, Nate, you know, you just know Nate Diaz, yeah. you know. So. You hear Nate Diaz, and then you hear, oh, this is Nathan Diaz. Who is that? I don't like it. I don't like it already. Well, that's, that's we'll just see. what I heard. This just what he prefers Nathan. I'm like, okay, okay, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> he has a little bit of head trauma, I think. Oh, they all do. A lot of them. Yeah. So, all right. So he's coming back soon. Supposedly it's at lightweight. He says no. That's probably welterweight or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he recently called out Oliveira. Oliveira said he wasn't interested, and I don't know who Oliveira's interested in fighting at all. Exactly. Justin Gaethje's calling out a lot of guys, and in his latest call out, he uh, questioned what Oliveira has done to deserve a title fight. Um, I think Gaethje's kind of. I think Gaethje's a little annoyed that Chandler, Oliveira, McGregor, who just come off a loss, are getting more attention than him, and he's a higher-ranked fighter. Yeah. Uh, and he lost to Poirier as well, so I feel like I feel like Gaethje's in a really weird position where he is completely on the outside looking in in this whole scenario, and he needs to gain some attention by saying a lot of stuff. I, I think so, too. Um, but... It does kind of bring up the good question of what has Oliveira done to deserve a title fight, and you know I would personally say if if Gaethje thinks he can go and handle uh, Tony Ferguson the way Oliveira did, then I'd love to see it, and <laughs> then we talk about Gaethje a little more. Uh, but the fact is, I mean Gaethje lost to Poirier, Gaethje lost to Kahib, and Poirier right now is. Besides Kahib, if Kahib does retire, Poirier is the best lightweight in the world. That's it. He's retired. Well, more to get to on that in a minute. <laughs> but, I mean, Gaethje is talking a lot, but he's not backing up a ton of what he's saying either because he lost to Poirier, man. Yeah. So, I understand what he's saying. and I, I think, think he Oliveira, understands uh-huh. that. And, he, you know, obviously, he probably doesn't deserve to fight him because, you know, he lost to him in... I think we all understand that Dustin is basically a champ. Obviously, it's not official, but in, it, it's going it to happen. Though. One yeah. more fight is going to be the decision. But uh, I think he understands that, and so he's going to you know, try to do his little loop, do his little workaround, fight somebody that thinks they're there, and get back into the, the shop for it. Well, I don't know why Gaethje's worrying about anyone else. He should just be thinking about Michael Chandler because that's the fight to make next. You know, For both of them. Honestly, if I was Gaethje, I would call out Oliveira too because only thing Oliveira's done is beat Tony Ferguson. And it was impressive, but you can't beat one guy like Michael Chandler. Well, both of them. Okay, both of them. Okay. You can't just beat one guy and be like, I want a title shot. But Especially massive, Michael Chandler. The massive dude. win streak though, man. The win streak that Oliveira's gone on is very impressive. I mean, and sure, there's not a ton of huge names on there, I yeah. guess. 
But to go on a big win streak and then beat Ferguson, he's climbed up the rankings. He looks like a really solid fighter right now. I mean, I think Oliveira, and I've said this on the show before, I think he should be in the next title fight against Dustin Poirier. I don't want to see Connor and D- and Dustin three next, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want to see Oliveira and Dustin in the next fight for both of them, and then I want to see Connor after that because I think Dustin would beat Oliveira. I want to see Gaethje and Chandler, and then I want to see the winner of that go for the belt after that. Like, yeah, I just I understand what the UFC is doing. I understand this call out from Gaethje, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Oliveira's resume is pretty stout. Here's the only thing that. Uh... I think has really screwed him for a title shot, and I don't. I don't think he's getting it anytime soon. Oliver, yeah, Oliver. Okay, I, I don't think so because you can't turn down what oh, two well, fights sure, to sure, one yeah. person. And I, Christ, I, I think he's he's turned, turned down, down multiple. Call, he's yeah. turned down callouts and stuff. Like you, you just Nate you Diaz know, calls him out, and he's like, eh, no. Well, who do you want to fight, bro? Yeah. I don't know. I, no, I think I, he's dug himself yeah, too deep of a hole. I agree. I, I totally agree with that. And he's kind of I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. I don't know what's going through his head, but it was dumb. That was just straight up dumb. I agree. I mean, if you want to if you want that belt fight, I think you kinda gotta work with the UFC because there are very few guys or girls in the UFC that that list that have the power to tell Dana what to do. Like Connor, yeah. he dictates a lot of power. John Jones probably as well. Uh, Amanda Nunes, I'm sure. But, like, not someone like Oliver, right? Like, no. you kind of got to take the cards that are played to you from Dana, who's the dealer, and you got to work around those cards with him. And, I mean, you're just not on the level of Connor right now. And you now, can't so. be like, and when when the dealer gives you this card and this card, and you keep saying no, he's going to piss him off. So yeah, I, I mean, think that's what he's done. That's the thing. You don't have control over the cards. No. You just get what you take. Or you just take what you get sometimes. Yeah. And he doesn't and that's want to do what that. I, so. Honestly, that's what I like to see from fighters. They're like anybody. Well, you you get a fighter that's like they're Dana's like here, fight this uh-huh. guy. They're like okay, 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 let's do it. Well, I feel like I feel like Dana's mindset is if you don't want to take the cards and play, go home. Yeah, and I'll find someone else that wants to play. <laughs> and I think and that's what he's done because he's kind of avoided Oliver. Say what you want about Chandler, but Chandler's taking the cards, man. Yeah, Chandler said that he'd fight anyone. He got noto- He got word that he was going to fight Oliveira. He went to train. That's what he said. I, I don't know if that's like true, but that's what he said. That was his story, right? And he's ready to take anyone. Okay. In Dana's mind, that's getting him a lot further in this in this fight game than Oliveira saying, "No, I just want a belt shot." You got to play. So. You got to play with the dealer. You can't just choose your cards here. So yeah, I mean, you know, Oliveira's we'll like, "I want title." Chandler wins. He's like, "Connor, Dustin, Justin." Everybody, he's like, I don't Khabib, care. Khabib, he wants anyone. Give me someone. Yeah, I mean, and he's waited. as much as I hate that dude. Huge move for him. Well, but you got to respect that he's willing to get into the octagon with almost anyone. I mean, he's willing. He, I don't know if a win, but he got in there with Dan Hooker. I, I don't think a lot of guys would get in the octagon with Dan Hooker after they watched what he did to Poirier, who is the best lightweight in the world. Yeah, I mean, that that was a grueling fight. And, you know, he went in there and knocked out Hooker. So he's in this conversation, and Oliveira is now, by his own accord, putting himself out of the conversation, which is unfortunate because he should probably have the title fight next. Um, All right, so (laughs) Kahib and Dana are meeting again. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, What what do you think it's about this time? (laughs) I, I think Dana just wants him to come back. I, just, I, I think why I think I saw something of him saying that 
you know, he's going to get him to come back just to do one more. And I, okay, well, he, okay. if he says okay. he's done, <laughs> you can't convince him the first 14 times you talk to him. Why try? So I saw this, though. I think uh, there's some rumors flying around now that Usman and Kahib for a belt. And that's a fight. That would be Kahib's last fight. I love it. Well, I do, too. I want it. I want it now. Sure. I'll, I want it, too. But it's not going to happen. If it's for the the uh, welterweight, let's do it. You think Usman's going to take that fight, bro? He needs to. He's <laughs> a little <laughs> If he If he beat <laughs> him, then sure. I mean, go for it. But I, Keith's not coming back, bro. He's not coming back. I agree with you. He's not coming back. But I do. I, I would like to see that. All right, Dana. You know what? You know, it's that ex-girlfriend you just broke up with. Delete her from your contacts. Block her on Instagram. <laughs> Don't look at her pictures anymore because it just makes you sad. It's time to move on, buddy. It's okay, Dana. We'll send you. We'll send you a, a diet coke and you know cheeseburger. Make you feel better. <laughs> at least that that sounds good to me. That, that does sound <laughs> good, actually. All right, so this kind of transitions into what I want to talk about next. Um, Kahib's done. I mean, of course we know this. So if Kahib is done, we need a belt holder. We think it's Poirier for sure. Uh, but Dana come out and said before 258 that they are targeting Connor versus Dustin three, the trilogy fight for the summer. Now, this is what me and you both figured would happen yeah. if this fight was going to be made. It'd be in June, July, maybe early August. Uh, that seems pretty likely, so I guess we'd maybe see it on like 263, 264, something like that. Yeah. I mean, this is going to happen, essentially. Uh, but the big question Love is... Love it. The big question is, is it going to be for the belt? To me, it sounds like it. I think so. Uh-huh. Like like me and you just said, I think Khabib's done. You know, he's said it multiple times now. But well, I think is, it should be. This is the big question that I have, though. Are they going to strip him of his title, uh, or is he going to retire and vacate it? Whatever. I guess stripping's a I, terrible word because I don't think he's stripped. I think he just vacated. Right. You're not you know? stripping. Is he going to vacate his title f- with his retirement in time for this fight, or is the UFC going to accept that he's retired and vacate his title? Uh, for him in time for this fight. Like, I'm still kind of wondering if we're going to have this fight for the belt or not. It should be, you know, whether Dustin fights uh, so McGregor, Ferguson, Chandler, Oliveira, Gaethje. It doesn't matter who he fights. It should be for the belt. doesn't. Right. If they hold off. Poirier should because, get the belt. Yes, agreed. And. In his next fight, it should be for the belt, no matter what. I don't care who it's against. And I agree, but why? They need to realize that. So this is my big question. Still, why is why is Dana so concerned about getting to Kahib to stay on? I don't know. If if we're gonna get the trilogy fight between Dustin and Connor, and it's gonna be this huge, it's gonna be a huge pay per view event. And yes, I think I think that this would be the first fight back with fans in the United States if we got it to happen with just because the timeline kind of seems to be matching up but like if the, if we know this is going to be the fight and it's going to be this awesome trilogy fight there's two huge names they're tied at one it's it's Conor McGregor for hell's sakes yeah and Dustin Poirier I mean who doesn't love this matchup number one why does he care about Kahib coming back so much if this is going to be for the belt yeah, I don't know. I have, I have no clue. This is why I'm really questioning whether this fight's going to be a belt fight or not. 
You know, it really should be in if Dana doesn't make this belt fight, he's a dumbass. That's just that's it. There's nothing. I, yeah. I I Would think I, be... I'm I'm sick of seeing him wait for Khabib. Like he said, he's done, and he's went and talked to him. What three times? To- like he's two or told three him, times. He's told everybody two or three times now. Well, he retired, and then he and told he us told again. him to move on. And he told us again. He's told us to move on. Like it's kind of annoying. I know. And Dana even said. Khabib is retired. He is done. I'm the one holding it up. Well, knock your stupid off and move on. Really? Oh, like, I think we knew that, right? So It's kind of annoying. I, this, I'm just annoyed. Okay. Say he doesn't accept Khabib is done and he keeps the belt with Khabib. Is this an interim belt fight? Okay, no. This is what I'm thinking. Okay, I know you just gave me a weird look, but think about this. We got this fight, which seems... You know, like the fight to make for some people. Not me, but this is where it's going. And then you got Gaethje and Chandler that their paths seem to be crossing very soon. So this is what I'm saying. The belt is vacated eventually from Kahib. <laughs> Dustin and Connor do the trilogy fight for the interim belt. Chandler and Gaethje fight each other for the interim belt. And then the winners of those two fights fight each other for the light heavyweight belt. I think that's a ripoff because I think Poirier is pretty much getting screwed in that situation. But yeah. is that what we're looking at? Maybe. I, mean, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm going to be pissed yeah. if it is. Okay. That's. I don't think I'm Connor, still annoyed with Dana. Like I don't think Connor would do that at all. I don't think so either. I. I don't think if Connor's going to do it. Would do that. You know, honestly, I think Connor, if he's going to do it, it's going to be for the belt, or. Just a trilogy fight. Like, he, I don't... Mm-hmm. What What is the interim belt? It's like Acosta. What is it going to do for you? Nothing. Well, and Gaethje's already had an interim belt. Connor's a two-time... And he threw it on the ground. Yeah. Connor's a two-time champion. Dustin had the interim belt. I think Chandler would probably be fine with that scenario. Cause, probably. Because he's the new guy, and, yeah. and he's up Never for whatever. Never had anything, yeah. Well, he had some belt or stuff. But, yeah, I mean... But, yeah. I thought it was a better idea, but thinking about it more, it seems unlikely. But honestly, this whole drive to keep Kahib around, that's why I wonder if that's what we're looking at, maybe. Maybe. And I, I don't know, man. I mean, But it's you're going to get people like Gaethje again, or even, I don't know if if uh, Connor or Dustin would throw it on the ground, but you'll get Gaethje. He'll get it and throw it on the ground again and be like, this is stupid. Like, there's no point in this belt. Like, it doesn't... Well, and Connor, it's not the belt. Connor was an interim champion at one point, too, right? Before he fought Aldo, he had the interim oh, belt. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. Well, it honestly. does. It's a bell. It's a title. Uh, it's not... It's an IC. You get the IC next to your name, man. What does that mean? Interim that champion. Uh, that's fine, but I, I just think that's kind of stupid. It's, no, it's yeah. people for like Costa, you know. It's just for the chums, man. <laughs> wow, you call Poria a chum, bro? No, but still. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm just you trying don't to... ask for it, like right. Uh, I'm just throwing out some ideas here because that's a great idea. I don't know though. Hopefully, it doesn't go that way. I mean, maybe. I don't think it's a great idea. I just think that that could be what we're looking at because. Dana's so worried about Kahib coming back. So, yeah, we'll have to see. All right, Kaysen, uh, anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, kind of a slow week, like in news overall. I did see this thing. We're going back to Usman here. Okay. So, 
Sure. <laughs> Let's go back to his. <laughs> I saw a thing. You know, they had an interview with him after his fight. And oh, yeah. They were they were doing he's George, varsity. I'm George St. Pierre. Oh, they, were, they were saying all this thing about George. And he's like, I wouldn't want to fight George for money or fame, but I would want to fight him because he's a good fighter and he's the best welterweight around. And people are comparing Usman to George St. Pierre, saying that he <laughs> has overtaken George St. Pierre for the welterweight goat. And nope. I... 100% don't believe that is you know, any way, shape, or form true. And also, I'll tag on to this, uh, like Usman isn't even close to GSP, first of all. But GSP, he, he did come back and say, he's like, I have no interest in fighting Usman. I, the, he, no, nothing that man could say or do in any way would bring me back to fight him. Like, I don't think, and he's also said that I don't think anybody would make him come back because there's nothing he hasn't accomplished already. Well, frankly put, like the simple truth is GSP is probably the greatest or one of the greatest UFC fighters, not just in the welterweight division, but of all time. Yes. He he was so I mean, good. We're talking about Usman like he's in that now? No. I mean, you're gonna put him up there with guys like Anderson Silva? No. John Jones? Demetrius Johnson? What? No. No. I mean, that's that's a category in itself. Even Khabib, that, Khabib's like you know, Khabib will probably put up there. Khabib will probably go down as one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people already think Usman he's is the, not even there. I, I guess if Usman can win like two, three more title defenses and keeps going on this great run, like you know, an undefeated and everything. Yeah. Oh no, he's not undefeated. He's got one loss. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean. He's not on the level of GSP. I, th- I think that's pretty comical, honestly, but you know, whatever. One thing, I never added this, but one thing after that fight against Burns it really pissed me off. He was like, he's breathing all heavy and like blowing out. Like he was just like huffing and puffing. Like not that he was big and bad, but he's like <laughs> relieved or something. I was like, dude, why are you breathing? Like, Stop breathing like idiot. You won. Just freaking take your belt. Leave, dude. I think he was scared. I, I really think he was scared but to you fight know, Burns. You know, like, the tough guy, like, I'm breathing hard. Like, he was doing that. It's like, what are you doing? Like, his, it's over. His whole routine is very annoying. I agree. I There's agree. multiple people I dislike in the UFC. And Usman, and, you know, he's not the top one. I think Volkanovski is, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. when you try and come off as the tough guy and no one thinks you're tough, you kind of look like a dumbass. So uh, that's exactly what happened here. But also, I'm gonna add another thing. I'm gonna keep talking. I'm gonna, well, I'm okay. gonna waste okay. some more time. But uh, I did see a thing that it was a interview with Volkanovski about Brian Ortega, and and Volkanovski said he's oh he's yeah training that fight's to do coming things. soon too. Yes, yes, huh. it is. I'm excited for that. That's one. sneaking up on me. It is. It is. All right. Anyways, but he, he said he's he's training to do things that nobody can even compete with and in all he's just gonna do things that are just nobody can even touch like i'm like what are you talking about you're four <laughs> foot four and you're gonna come out uh, i don't know i don't know uh, yeah, i think no, he I, lost yeah. his last fight anyway i I'm, I'm expecting a loss so even if he yeah, does w- uh, beat ortega you know i don't ortega mm, i don't know i don't know ortega's a iffy with me well hey man we got a lot of fights to talk about coming up obviously You've put out some big ones on the table. There I mean, is, just man. talking with 260, 259. I mean, we got three title fights coming up on 259, man. That, that's a big one. That's going to be a crazy card. I mean, buckle in, people. That, that one's going to be fun. You three, realize? Three out of five. You know, 
fights now, or I, I don't fights. I don't think that this could happen, but do you realize we could see three titles uh shift hands in that fight in that card alone? No. I mean that's, that's crazy. crazy. Dude. I, I think we might see one. I don't know about all three, but that's crazy, dude. 259 is going to be super fun. Uh, all right, Kason, any, anything else? I mean, I know you you're probably got more stuff you could talk about. No, I but. could, but I, I just think I agree with you on the th- maybe three belts lost. That's crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a UFC fight with more than two belts on it. Like, uh, sure, well, there's been two. But We've, we had that one last summer on Fight Island, remember, where we had three title fights. We had Jan and Aldo. We had Mazdaval and uh, and Usman. And then there was another one, but I forget what it was. Was it really? Uh, yeah. Was it a women's fight? I feel like it was a women's fight. Anyways. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we had we had the three belt, uh, three belt fight there over the summer. You don't so. see it very often, though. No, no. They're really no, trying no. to get your attention with this one. Hey, man, it's a good card. I mean, you it got Nunes and Anderson. You got Izzy and Young. You got four champions on this card, dude. Not just three title fights, but four people that hold belts right now. Yep. What a stacked card. That'll be good. Uh, if I was a fighter, dude, I'd want to be getting a cut of this 259, man. Me too. I, I, I'd, I'd be like, like, give me on this thing. Be like, I want to get on the main card somehow, you know? <laughs> and there's four other people on it, and they're getting a good paycheck. Oh, yeah, I agree. All right, man. Well, uh, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this has been Electric Sports Talk. Hope you have a. You hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Peace out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MLB and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.